Welcome to the Football Filling, everybody. The Premier League is so, so beautiful, isn't it? We've got managers contemplating changing their goalkeeper, like mid-game. Have you ever heard anything so ridiculous? We've got games getting won in like the 110th, 111th. It's, it's pathetic. And Manchester United lose again. Are they becoming just a little bit spursy? So Football Filling. Right, we're going to start off, everybody. We've got loads of games to talk to. We're going to talk about a few of them, but we have to start here. Watto, goalkeeper coach Dave Watson, give me your perspective on Aaron Ramsdale getting dropped for Arsenal at the weekend. Look, we've we've read, we've seen that Ray has been in and Arteta were eventually probably going to make this change. I think on the back of Ramsdale playing for England, it's a real dagger to the heart. For and they him. beat Man United last week, the other week as well, by the yeah. way. He's been a top, top goalie for them. Um, obviously, they fell short last year, but he was one of the reasons they were up there. I think towards the end of the season, certainly he did drop off a little bit. Um, whether he thinks Raya obviously can play and maintain possession of the ball and you know sustain attacks and all the tactical tweaks when the goal is high, you can push an play, extra player in and he plays like a centre-half and they're trying to really maintain attacks, get through the lines, get through the levels... He obviously thinks Ray is better than that. But a real big call, I thought, yesterday. Obviously, if you go back here, Everton beaten 1-0, Dyche's first game, mm-hmm. set-piece. And you know it's one of them kind of games, going to Goodison Park. But he took he took Rambo out and he put Ray in. And he thought he could obviously deal with it. And in the end, he, he's justified to get a 1-0 win. But he didn't have a lot to do in the game. If yeah. truth be told, Arsenal were, were, were a class above. Um, and I think Adam Ramsdale will be hurting bad today. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. What do you make of it, Mark? Because you kind of called this a little little while ago, didn't you? When 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 Arsenal signed David Ray, you said he'll be Arsenal number one. He will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thoughts with Ben. I know you've got a good relationship with Rambo. It must be like losing your puppy. Um, but no, look, I, 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 I agree. I was watching, the, obviously, the cameras always do this. They go to the player that's been dropped, yeah. don't they? And I thought, psychologically, I did want to ask you to, how do you feel as a goalkeeper? Because... It's not. He's just played for England. He's just beat Man United. He comes back to the international break. He's watching Raya at one end, have his Arsenal shirt, yeah. and then he's obviously can't get Pickford out, who's in the Everton shirt. And I'm like, it must be really, really difficult for him. Um, but no, look, I think Raya's better than Ramsdale, and um, I think the challenge for Ramsdale now is to, um, you know, I think he's a good geek. I think he should be England number one, but uh, I think that Raya is a brilliant goalkeeper. And if you look at all of the things he did last year, whether it's on on the ground, saves in the air. I think there was a, and look, he had nothing to do yesterday, but I don't think that was, it wasn't like it was Luton at home. I don't think he's put him in going, this will be an easy game. It could have been a tough yeah. game. Um, there was times where he was like so high out, out of his box as well. Ramsdale's just not going to do that comfortably. It's not what he's all about. So I, I personally think he should go with Rare as goalie and it's really harsh on Ramsdale. What I fear he's going to do is this nonsense of 
oh, I felt like I wanted to change my goalkeeper after 70 minutes last season and I might do that and I, um, or I might change it week to week. I think, I think that's a terrible idea. You've got to go with the number one. What, what, what do you make of this? What, because I heard him talking, I heard Mikel Arteta talking about all this and contemplating changing in-game to suit what's in front of him there. And I'm just thinking, this is either, in, this is genius. It could be the new world. This is, the, yeah, yeah, this is either genius or you, are, you are, have lost your marbles. Yeah, it's insanity or it's genius. Um, I've always been aware of the situation, as we all have, you can change your goalie for a penalty shootout and things like that. Is it now becoming you want to be so tactical and so in front of the opposition, you're second-guessing certain things? Look, if... If you're playing um, a certain team and like you're, you're playing Man United away and Vegos comes on up front and maybe they put Maguire up yeah, front yeah. and you think Raya's not got the physical capability if they're just pumping balls in the box because Man United are just going for it in the last 10 minutes. Has the game evolved enough now that you've got a different profile goalie on the bench to put on in that last 10 minutes a Nick type? Nick Pope, sorry, Nick yeah. Pope, uh, kind of physical. Yeah. yeah, do you do you do that in the last ten minutes? I think you might be really overthinking the game here. Yeah. I think. I don't think fans would adapt to that well as well. I, I think that's the biggest problem. I think fans would go. But, but like, I understand outfield players come on, they warm up, mm. and they do certain things. A goalie to come on and be ready for that moment. If you put Nick Pope on, for instance, in this situation, or you came on a sub. And they expect you to dominate your box in that last 10 minutes. And all you've done is jog up and down the side. You've not caught a ball. You've not taken a cross. You're not sure of position. There's so much pressure. There's so much pressure on you to come in and change the game. But then you're changing your game because they're saying, look, you're the man who can deal with these crosses. So you better get on there and you better start coming out and you've got to come and deal with these crosses. You've been sat on the bench for 60, 70, 80 with, with minutes. Crosses, right? The, like David James was famous for it. He he would comfort absolutely everything, but he would almost get so bored in games, yeah, that he would make work for himself. Mm. So he would come searching yeah. for crosses that weren't there. He didn't need to come for them. And then a mistake would happen, a goal would go in. And that is my worry with all of this. You need to you need to get your bed in from the very first minute of the game. The, you, you start the game, you find your feet into the game, you might make a nice little save, it might be a nice little kick. Uh, you might take a nice comfy cross and then the next one comes you think yeah I'm going to come for this bad boy I'm going to come and dominate but to come on and be thrust on you know what it's like Dave if you're sat on the bench as a goalie right the last thing you want is to come on that pitch I promise you this right yeah whether yeah, it's well, when, you see, when you see the guy go down in the last 10 minutes and you've been sat on your ass for 80 oh. minutes and it's raining and it's windy and they expect you to come on and change a game it's it's incre- it, it really is incredible thought process yeah. but the one thing about goalkeeping is the best don't chase the game. No. You play the game. But if they're putting you on as a special teams goalie because they want you to come and deal with the balls in the box, your whole mindset's skewed. Yeah, like you say, start. isn't it? You start coming for stuff that you wouldn't do. Yeah, and, I, exactly. and, you know, listening to you and, you know, my experience of goalkeepers at United and that is the best ones are the ones that are assured and confident and know the game and they know. I'm not going to go for that. Yeah. I am going to go for that. And what, like you say, it's either insanity or genius with Arteta because I think I just don't see. I don't. I've never known it work with two good goalkeepers. I worry that the next game Ramsdale comes into, he's going to start coming out of his box because Raya does that. He's going to start doing stuff that he thinks he needs to do to win his shirt. Then Raya's going to come in and go, "Well, I need to do this." And ultimately, <laughs> what? I, and the worst thing for me is. Every goal, I've seen Alisson have three or four games where he makes a mistake. He still clops number one yeah. because that's, you're my number one. 
if Raya makes a mistake, is Ramsdale coming in? Because the fans will expect that. And if Ramsdale makes a mistake, you're out, Raya's in. I don't like a- it. Any, any goalkeeper has to have the faith of the manager. And when you've got the faith of the manager, you know you don't want to make a mistake, but you know that um, inside the dressing room, he might be a little bit upset with you, but outside that four walls, he's going to back you and you're his number one. Mm. And it makes you play differently. When you know that you've not got the faith of the manager, or we've spoke before where you make a mistake, he's in, you make a mistake. You cannot play in goal like that because you have to play how you want to play. And we talk about, is Ramsdale going to go in for the Champions League games? Well, ultimately, Champions League games a different game again. Yes, it's the Premier League's evolved into real possession football, but Champions League, Arsenal are going to dominate whoever they play mm-hmm. and the goal is going to be playing higher in the areas again and I think they'll stick with Raya because they're going to dominate the ball, they're going to want him to be in a high position, they're going to try and get overloads wherever they feel that they can uh, overload the opposition and short, sharper passes with him being higher and that's where they'll take the game. And unfortunately, I don't believe Ramsdale's going to get a chance in the Champions League. This, this is what we spoke about on This Is Football earlier today, didn't we? We spoke about the big game. The big one is the Tottenham game next weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. the North London derby. Yeah. Whoever gets picked for that game is, for me, will be Arsenal's number one. I think one. it's rare because I think <coughs> Ramsdale plays against PSV at home. Because it's a gimme. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's at home, you can play yeah, in that yeah, one. Yeah. And I think Raya plays that. And I actually think Arteta's playing a game. I think Raya is his number one. I think he knows everything you two have spoken about. And I think it's just publicly, it's up for grabs, this, that and the other. I think Ramsdale becomes the cup goalkeeper. I think Raya's going to become the important goalkeeper. And I feel really bad for Ramsdale because I think he should be England number one. And he's probably not expected this. If he'd have known about it in May, he might have been looking to do something about it in relation to, well, I'm not going to put up with that, it's well, the Euros, but he should be England number one, and now he's probably in a position where, you know, how much football is he going to play? Well, it's a big year when you want to be an England goalie. When exactly. you've got a, who, who, when, would you, when who would you go for? Like, who would, would, uh, I'd go uh, Raya, obviously. I, I would stick with Rambo. Mm. I love I loved David Rambo. This, this whole situation... I like Ramsdale, just, it's ridiculous. I, I, don't I like hate it. the whole thing. I do, I hate the whole thing because it's just completely unnecessary and it's, it's taking column inches that don't need to be... And it's, people are talking about when they don't need to be talking about. David Raya should be playing in the Premier League, yeah? Aaron Ramsdale should be playing in the Premier League. But Aaron Ramsdale works at Arsenal. It works that way. That's the way it should be. He did it last season. He was brilliant. His team of the season in the Premier League. Just stay. But that's why I said when he bought Raya in, it's, oh, it's, it's asking for trouble. It doesn't make it's any asking sense. For trouble. And I love, I love David Raya. To be, I want him as my goalie, David Raya, because I think he's fantastic. He should, like I say, he should be playing for a top team in the Premier League. They both should be but playing. But so should it? Rambo. But it causes Rambo problems deserves now. it. Yeah, for sure he deserves it. But it causes problems now at Arsenal for Ramsdale and Arsenal yeah. and Arteta in the dressing room. Ramsdale's a big character for sure. He's not in, but it's a big year with England. Yeah, he he can't stay on the sides if he has got any aspiration of playing in that tournament it's finished already for him let's uh, let's move on we could I, I genuinely we could do a podcast about this we could do a podcast talking about just the goalkeeper dynamics of how this will work between David Ray and Aaron Ramsdale well you can't you still can because it's going to rumble it's, on it's isn't so, it it's so interesting it really is um, just quickly just talk about the Arsenal game before we move on um, they, 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 they battered Everton didn't they I, Everton was a, a bit of a sorry state in all honesty weren't they I don't, I don't get it I've said this before to Everton fans they're so loyal they were loyal with Lampard they'll be loyal with Deitch but you watch the Zerbi, you watch um, Silver at Fulham. I mean, you were talking about Exeter that <laughs> you were watching at the weekend. Even Unai Emery. Teams play good football yeah. at all levels of football yeah. now. Um, look at Goldbridge Ball in the Sidemen Charity game. But, you know, <laughs> but, but, but I just I watched Everton yesterday for 70 minutes. Their whole plan is to keep that clean sheet. As soon as Arsenal score, 
we get a 20-minute game where Everton have got to attack and it's a bit more open. And I was like, if I'm an Everton fan, like you can't go into games. I know it's Arsenal, but they do it against everyone. They're, they're at so home, boring. by the way, though. They're they so, are at home, so Everton, boring. They'd be bit, Look, they're going to be fighting relegation, aren't they, playing Deitch ball? Yeah. You may as well be fighting relegation with a coach that wants you to play football. That's, that's my motto. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would Arsenal just... were very good. They deserved to win it. I liked the fact. Look, we're talking about Ramsdale. I thought the dropping of Havertz was bigger yeah. because the balance of the midfield with Vieira in there worked a lot better. Um, the offside goal, by the way, Martinelli. Did you hear Gary Neville? Um, I, I'm with him though. It's, there's guesswork going on here. What did I say? <laughs> it, it, it looks, but the camera angles are so poor. Yeah, it, it didn't look as though it were offside. Obviously, with the rules. Because it's come off their guy and all this. Well, that's, that's it for me. It, that, I don't think it should be off for exactly. that. I don't care about the lines because we had that with Ganacho. Probably were guessing it. They were guessing it with fucking Hoyland as well. But when, it, when the Everton player sends it in completely the wrong the, direction. I think it's Gabriel, isn't it? Who's yeah. made, he's not, he's he's not trying playing to play it sideways. No, he's no, he's playing it sideways. So that surely shouldn't count as the pass that's trying to be offside, made for an offside decision. I couldn't believe it, but apparently that is the rule. It is, no, it is the rule. But like it just seemed really crazy in that one moment, and then when you looked at the angle, everything just seemed to go against. In a better goal, better game if that had gone in the end because it's oh, halfway yeah, through. Because it opens the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, without doubt. I want to talk about some of the other um, title um, contenders for the Premier League this season. A few, a few surprise ones. I don't think many people would have put Spurs in there, especially losing Harry Kane in the summer. Brighton just going round bashing everybody right, left, and centre, um, and even Liverpool. Off to a fantastic start. What do you make of these te- the teams that I've just mentioned and the start they've had to the season? Well, we talk about the league and it's an incredible league, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I think that's that's the nice thing that we can sit here and talk about proper football and, and the league's really intense. Brighton, to be fair, med Man United look ordinary after 10 minutes. Um, I think Spurs under Ange, it's incredible football what they're doing. High press, high energy and they just look to play Relentless, football. relentless. relentless. The fit for 90 minutes or 115 minutes yeah. to beat Sheffield United. Hey, look, everybody expects them to beat Sheffield United quite comfortably. And they should have done, if truth be told. But they just kept going, kept going, kept going. And ultimately, they got the win and, and they're up there on 13 points. Uh, uh, quickly, are Spurs a better team without Harry Kane? I can't ever say that they're Do you think they're a better team or do you just think they're... I think they'd be a better team with Kane. With him with in Ange. the team, yeah? Yeah. They're a different dynamic because the way that they press, Kane wouldn't be able to press like that. Yeah certainly for 90 minutes, so I understand there is a bit of balance with it, but there's no way he wanted to lose Harry Kane. With him in the team, who knows maybe what they'd have achieved this year. He's too good a finisher. finisher, Because they press like that, when they get that ball high, and it's only one pass on transition, and it's it's game over. Um, Liverpool? What you made of their starts this season? Um, I think they're really impressive. I watched the Wolves game and Wolves were brilliant against Wolves United. Were, were they? they were brilliant <laughs> against United brilliant against and they should have beat us and they were brilliant first half but they just don't... I mean, Neto was so good. Oh. I think he's created more chances than anyone this season and... But they just, you know, I don't think Wolves are going to define their season again by losing to Liverpool. I hope Gary O'Neill keeps his job because they are losing a lot when they play well. But second half, he changed it, um, and they, they, you know they, they've got the quality. Uh, I think their midfield is a brand new midfield to settle in. It's a bit like Spurs. It's brilliant what Klopp's done. A few defensive problems as well. Um, but they, they, were, they, were the, they were thorough in the second half and they're right up there. And I think that they've got a big game against Spurs in a couple of weeks as well. I think, did you see, um, if you were the Wolves manager, I think he will have quite a lot to say to Jose Sarr. Did you see the second goal? So it's one all at this point. 
Jose Sarr gets the ball, tries to do a real quick kick out of his hands, tries to do one of those side volleys over the top, leaves it Just short. Just the Robertson goal. Yeah, yeah for the Robertson yeah. goal. Leaves it short, they break, they come straight back on it and put it in. And as a goalkeeper, you'll be thinking, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? But, but you these... realise, it's the state of the game, isn't it? You're you know playing against I mean? Liverpool. Liverpool, come on. Liverpool, it's 1-1, 85 minutes? Yeah. It's 1-1 and he's trying to, yeah, hey, look, if it comes off. But how is it? how often does it come off? You play the perfect side on volley, he gets in and scores a goal. I think you've got to take the, the game and slow play the stats, slow it down, get in shape, yeah. try, and, try and stay with what we've got here. Tries the kick, ultimately Robertson picks it up, lays into um, Salah as a moment. And ultimately, he, he, he runs in. Uh, it's it's crazy how you can score that goal. To, to be honest, and as a goalie, that is it's as bad as making the the catastrophic mistake it, that everybody the sees. It's as bad as making because one just through because the you policy. know what the manager and coach is going to set here. Yeah. So even though the crowd might be thinking, "Oh, you've been unlucky," you've not. Inside that dressing room, you know what's coming to you yeah. because you've cost them the game yeah. by that. having that one moment of craziness. And Mark, Man United, come on, give it to me. Let me know what, um, what's going on down there at Old Trafford. I, I, I think that's the magic question everyone wants to know. It's like it's ridiculous. They had so much momentum last season and they were playing good. I mean, I do think the goalkeeper makes a big difference because, and I do like Anana and the decision's been made. I wouldn't have done it. I would have left it a year because the season was built on a strong defence. It's not going to be a strong defence. I don't care if you put Alisson in goal for Man United. It's not going to suddenly work. It's got to take time. So we're conceding more goals, but we're still not scoring enough goals. Um, Rashford had 12 shots against Brighton and Hoyland had zero. Wow. Home debut for a new signing, no service. Now, I know the goal that wasn't given wasn't given, so it's not doesn't count, but I just think United are too one-dimensional. I think everything goes through Rashford. Uh, I think in the final third, we panic. It's shots, it's yeah. take people on, it's not looking for the better pass. Um, whereas you play a team like Brighton, from top to bottom, the club is so well run. Um, what I was saying off camera, you know, first 15 minutes, United had a plan and then Deserby said it himself, you know, they just switched it up. The interesting thing was United had 65% possession until Brighton scored. And then after they scored, Brighton had 65% possession. That says two things. Brighton took control of the game and United's head dropped when they go down. Yeah. That shouldn't have happened. It happens all the time. They got a beating. I said in the summer they're going to get two or three big beatings. They've had one. Um, their season really doesn't start against Bayern. It starts against Burnley. They've got a run of games where they need to try and get... And I think they still can get fourth and fifth. I still think fourth and fifth will be open for a long time. I think the first, second and third spots are gone. Did you see the result coming? Because we did um, we did our predictions on This Is Football, didn't we, last week? And I said that Brighton would win that game. Yeah. That was one of the points I got because I said that Brighton would win that game. But you're it only just, right because you're right. No, but it, doesn't, it didn't surprise one little bit. I could see that coming. I can see that coming all day long. Like I said, if Man United would have scored first, cool, it's a different game. But I just yeah. don't back them to score first. I really don't. I could see Brighton going there and... It going the way that it went, basically. Brighton I, dominating and just cutting through Manchester United. I think I'm still living off last year where we were getting those sort of results yeah. and we finished third. But there's a, there's massive problems in that team. I mean, the style of football, t- Casemiro looks absolutely dead on his feet. Rashford's only scored four in 20. The big players are not turning up. And have, I don't a know why. have a little listen to this stat, right? Brighton's squad that played against Man United, 18 million it cost to assemble as opposed to Man United's three. It's just a well-run million. club. I tell you what, when the Brighton team came out on Saturday afternoon, I was really confident because the six Newcastle changes. team, six changes I don't know whether it was injury game. or whatever, but the, I thought... They you battered can't. Newcastle yeah. and he made six changes yeah. for this game. That's incredible. 
and you think about the players in the process of what they're doing behind the scenes as well on the training pitch and the players they sell as well you know, Casido, Trozard scored for Arsenal. That's it. You know, they sell. But I, I, I did like Brighton, but as I say, the TikTok, they can piss off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we go to uh, one question, go in a minute, Watto, which we're definitely I'm going to get an actual right answer this week. Um, I've got a calendar year up to date so far. So we're talking January to September. And the reason why we're talking about Brighton, Spurs, Liverpool, these teams as title contenders um, is because of this table. So flash it up on screen now. Um, if you have a look at this, Man City, obviously, clear and away. Clear and away. Play 27, won 22, drew two, lost three. But then it gets a little bit more interesting. So second position, Arsenal. Third, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, are, which tells me, back in their mojo, back in their groove. Fourth, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. We have not talked about Aston Villa being this kind of like title challengers. And then fifth, Brighton. Sixth, Man United. Seventh, Newcastle. Interesting, that, isn't it? I think with Villa... They've lost a couple of games, but what? 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 You've lost at Newcastle. And yeah. You've lost, lost at Anfield. Wow. You know how many how many teams is that going to happen for? They're winning all their other games, and I think it's good for Villa because they were hyped up at the start of the season, and I I predicted they would lose to Newcastle because yeah. they're good at home, and now no one's hyping them, but they're still doing what they were doing last season. Yeah. I think Villa are just cruising through, looking Under good, scoring, scoring good goals, energy at the end of games. The fact we haven't spoke about them on the show as being up there as not, I wouldn't say title contenders or title challengers, but definitely top five, top six mm. sort of team this season, without doubt, alongside oh, Brighton's. Proper team, yeah. I think they'll be, they'll be close to something. And I think he wants to win some silverware this year. I, I, th- I think he's got a squad there that he thinks can do well in the league but I think he's he's going to target the European game yeah without sure. doubt I'll tell you what though, the big thing for Spurs and it should have been for Chelsea but they've completely bottled it and I think in that league table they're right down near the well, bottom Chelsea are 16th in this so there's 23 teams in this calendar year that have been in the Premier League Chelsea are 16th which is bonkers above them are Bournemouth Palace Wolves Forest Fulham West Ham Brentford so you've got West Ham, Brighton, Villa, Liverpool all playing Thursday night football. That that's that's going to kick that's in. Sh- soon. That that'll be yeah. a bit of a, that could be a problem for them. When yeah. you get to that pre-Christmas schedule and you've got that last Europa League game just before the Christmas schedule, that, then you're looking and thinking, where are we actually at, boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one. Um, what a one question go. Give we're, it to us. Come on, let's we're, see. We're on, boys. I'm excited for this. The best quiz master of the week's back on. Still that. nil nil. Pulis is loving it. On, on, <laughs> honestly, the score sheet's incredible. Are we ready, guys? Yeah. My ears are tuned in finally for this one. Who was England's starting right back at the Japan 2002 World Cup? Back of the net! It's 1-0. You'd been told this question before. No, I'm just intelligent. No, full of integrity. Danny Mills? It's my era, that. I knew Neville was injured and I remember Danny Mills in that World Cup. That was my error. The well. answer is correct anyway. Thank you very much. We get to, we get to put one on the uh, get scoreboard. In the, get in the bin, Poulis. We've got a goal. <laughs> I remember watching that Royal Cup round your house, Tom. Obviously, too many beers, mate. Too many beers, mate. I can't, yeah, that's why I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well done. That's, that's got him worried for the real quiz now. He's like, oh, I'm shit. always worried for the real quiz. All right, I want to talk about Chelsea, everybody. Um, crazy money being spent. I think it's nearly a billion pounds or something that he's, he spent in total, Todd Bowley. Um, but still, I, I called them a couple of weeks ago a bit spursy, Chelsea. I said they're a little bit spursy for me. I just don't know what they're going to get. Um, I don't feel like the, the result of the weekend against Bournemouth, um, I, didn't, I didn't feel like they were going to go and win that game. Um, what is going wrong at Chelsea? 
What I like about it is that all the media live right up the arse of Pochettino and say that he's an amazing coach and he's a good coach, but look at what Ange's done at Spurs, look at what the Zerbi does at Brighton. Chelsea got all those players and Poch cannot get a tune out of them. I think it's a really difficult job, but I do think a different style of coach probably would get more out of them. I think the way Poch wants to play football, if you look at what he did at PSG and what he did at Spurs and you look at the players that Chelsea have got, it's going to take time. Um, he needs a goal scorer and he hasn't got a goal scorer. But the team is like, we were on about this, weren't we? It's like a very expensive puzzle, but you haven't got all the bits. They've, they've just thrown it all together. You've got good bits. Yeah, You've got shiny parts. Brilliant puzzles. You've but got like little holographic 3D not the right parts one. and stuff like that, but they don't quite yeah, get to connect. I, I'm surprised. I mean, looking at the stats, they've won two out of 16 away from home. <laughs> if, if you're going to challenge in anything, <laughs> your record has to be better. That's than relegation that. form. That's relegation. Well, it's form. worse than relegation form, isn't it? Oh. And you would say any other manager in the Premier League would be able to go in at Chelsea and get more than two out of sixteen away from home. If you're a manager worth your salt, I really like him. Uh, I, I really like what he'd done at his other clubs. Um, I, I'm surprised. I, I had him as my dark horse. Yeah, so me I, too. I'm, I'm yeah. really surprised that he's not got a tune out of this group of players. So whether there is something behind the scenes that we're not sure of. Yes, they've got a lot of injury problems, but he's a guy that gels everybody from the top to the bottom together in terms of staff, players, and, and he is a good coach. Tactically, he normally it's the ground running. I, I, I'm not surprised they didn't win at Bournemouth, but I thought he would have been getting a better tune out of that group of players for sure. I, I think he's just got too many players, and the scary thing for Chelsea is you look at the start of the season, on paper, Man City would, and Arsenal would love it. You know, Bournemouth... Forest, Luton, yeah. West Ham, and obviously Liverpool was difficult. But you know they've got what five points from Bournemouth, Luton, West Ham, and Forest. It's you know what's coming next. You're going to start hitting the, you know the Villas, and I think they've got Villa next. Actually, yeah, that's it's, tough. It's, one. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I watched it. I watched the game on, on Sunday, and do you know what? They just look like a bunch of kids. For me, it, look, it just looked like a bunch of kids that kind of. They've been told how to, to play as a team, but they're still... And don't get me wrong, I think they're trying and they're doing... But they're, they're, there's no real kind of leadership there. There's nobody like showing the defined way that we're going to play. It all seemed to me like they've got so many young, skillful players and it's like, just get the ball and run. Just get the ball and run and, and do it like that. And no, I just didn't... I don't... They're just not there. I think they've spent too much money on too many young players. I, th- I think he probably will get there, but... I think this season was probably a stretch when you look at the quality of teams in the league and Emery's been at Villa and Liverpool are bouncing back. But that's why Man City, I, I had him as my dark horse because yeah. they'd got no other fixture congestion. He could do the work with the training ground but then you come back to the squad and at whatever level you're at, it is a problem the amount of players he's got. Yes, there's some injury problems at the minute but what do you do on a Monday morning or a Tuesday, whatever day of the week, obviously match prep's different but what do you do when you've got 30-odd players. And if you're going to play 11 v 11, that's two goalies and 20 outfield players. (laughs) So what does eight, nine players... What do they do? Yeah, you've got 10 players stood on the sideline, pissed off is what you've got. And as soon as you take them out of that 11 v 11 match, they are double pissed. Yeah, they are. I I don't want to be the coach who's got them on the other field neither because it's a disaster. Yeah, they'll have to do a shooting session, a running session, but what it tells them is they're not, not only are they not in the first team, they're not even in the second team. Their week's finished before it started. (laughs) So if he does any tactical work on a Monday or Tuesday morning, their week's already finished. So you've got 9, 10, 11 players and that is difficult for them in terms of the management of the group, the squad, the training. 
Yes, obviously he's managed big teams and big squads, but it's far, it's gone far too far the other way for him. And maybe that is a problem behind the scenes for him. Well, Alec, you know, you look at United with Sancho, £75 million player, 300 grand a week, Solskjaer bought him, Ten Hag doesn't want him, there's a bit of a fallout. The problem Chelsea have got is, Pochettino's inheriting players that were bought five months ago. Yeah. He's got about seven or eight Sanchos uh, yeah, seven that were eight, bought yeah, for 80, well. 90 million on 10 year con- Like Mudrick is not a Pochettino player. He has got to make him work. I know. And, and he's, there's loads of them. Nudrick, Badashil, uh, Madawiki. There's just countless players on massive, massive contracts contract. that he's got to work with. I think it's a really tough But as job. a manager, when you've got... Our, let's just say for easy figures, they've got 10 players all on eight-year contracts. And really, I'm not having five or six of them. What do I do with them players? You cannot hurt them players. There's nothing you can do or say to them. Because they just sat... No, you can't sell them. And they sat there and some poor bugger of of the reserve team coach or the under-23s coach has got to try and work with this array of talent uh, and get a tune out of them. Well, look, just the calendar year speaks for itself. Like I say, I know it's only January to September so far, but... Chelsea are 16th in this table. 28 games played this calendar year. Only five wins, 10 draws and 13 losses. It's 24 scored, 35 goals conceded. That's, that's never, that, when was the last time this happened to Chelsea? This was, this was oh, wow, you're talking 25, 30 years ago. Wouldn't have happened under Abramovich. I know that's, that's a, well, it's not political, is it? It's football. You know, the, the football running of the club by Abramovich, this would not have happened. You would not spend a billion pounds in a year and not buy a bloody striker. Oh, and I wow. predicted that Chelsea would flop this year. And I know you said dark horse and I can see why. But the reason, they're not going to get relegated. But for Chelsea to finish 7th, 8th, ninth is a flop when you've spent a billion pounds. And I just can't see, there's so many clubs better run than them. And we saw it with United and Brighton at the weekend. United are an absolute mammoth of a football club compared to Brighton. They came to Old Trafford, they played them off the park because they're a well-run club. And Man City are a well-run club. Newcastle are a well-run club. You can't just you can't do it on reputation, no, at, on money. At the minute, we're saying that with all the teams that have hit the ground running, they're, they're going to do well to get in the top ten. Oh, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. And, and that's with, I believe, is a really good manager and they've spent a billion quid. They get beat by Villa at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. <laughs> Pressure, yeah. pressure. All right, um, I called them a little bit Spursy. Let's talk about Spurs because I don't think Spurs are Spursy anymore, right? I want to talk about Ange Ball. Um, he's just breathed a new f- bit of fresh air, a new lot of fresh air, not only into Spurs, but I think into the Premier League. He has been top class, hasn't he? Yeah, top class. I, I I love everything about him. Obviously, I've got a close relationship with Joe Hart and he obviously worked with him closely at Celtic over the last two or three years. And he spoke really, really highly of him. So I'm not surprised what he's done. He's managed football clubs for a long time. So even though he'd not had Premier League experience, he could manage football clubs. He seems to have been able to deal with the the car crash of Daniel Levy running things behind the scenes. Uh, That's not affected him. He's wanted to work with the team and and put his beliefs and his philosophy in there. And, And these guys have bought into it without a shadow of a doubt and they have really hit the ground running. Look, look really at this surprised. for a stat. Look at this for a stat, Mark. Andrew Postacoglu has not lost in any of his last 50 home games. So no matter what team he's been at, he has not lost in 50 home games. That tells me straight away yeah, then... 48 of them are probably Celtic, can't they? I way, wouldn't lose at home Either way, it doesn't matter. What it does is it tells me that he's gone into that dressing room, into those players and gone, 
no matter what happens away from home, when we're here at this stadium, we make this our home. We make this our fortress. We get the fans on our side. We get everybody rocking. We keep it going until the very, very last kick of the game. And it's exactly what happened on Saturday afternoon as well. This was a, this was a massive surprise, this one for me, because I'm looking at my live score thing going, this is an absolute coupon buster. This is a coupon buster. Surely this can't happen. Yeah. Go and get two quick-fire goals with the last kicks of the it game. It was funny on Twitter because you know people were going, Spurs are back, Spurs are back, and then it's all getting deleted yeah. eight minutes later. But I think then they've had a good run of fixtures. I think they've had some good results, especially away from home, beat United at home. Um, I'd expect them to beat Sheffield United. Their next two games are Arsenal and Liverpool and what they do in those. I don't think they can do what West Ham have done and go Man City, Liverpool, then you know, we'll, we'll lose to them. It doesn't really matter. I think Spurs can't lose to Arsenal and Liverpool. Like okay. they, they might do, but I think if they're going to progress... They've got to go and get something out. And I fancy them. They kept, they've got a yeah. good chance. They've yeah. got the best chance. They're yeah. going into them games with some momentum. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether it's Sheffield United or whoever. When you score two late goals like that, that oh. gives your team oh. some real belief to look at your next fixtures. Ultimately, look, they were they were head and shoulders above Sheffield yeah. United, obviously. Shots, yeah, I mean, shots. Sheffield United's shape dictates that they sit in a low block and... The waiting really for the couple of counter attacks. made some decent saves to him yeah. and some unbelievable time wasting from him as well. Well, I thought I was but so that's, proud led of to, him. that's led ultimately to them winning the game, hasn't it? Spurs. <laughs> because of the way the time is. No, your it West Brom like days. That. Your West no. Brom days. That's when the game got changed. Because of you at West Brom, the game's changed and evolved. Because this is you where... wasted so much time right. in games. If I were a West Brom fan, I wanted 30 minutes worth of tickets every match back because you were just farting about with a ball behind the goal. Listen to this shit, right? You don't get how it works, right? I tell you what... I I'll... know how it works. I've watched it for years. I'll speed it up, yeah? I'll speed it up for you. If I'm fathering them, I'll speed it up so Spurs can get on the ball quickly, get on the ball quickly, and they'll have scored 3-4. They'll have got to the 90th minute and they'd have been 4-0 down, all right? The reason why it was 1-0 in the 90th minute and there's 10 minutes of added time is because because of his unbelievable... It's a skill, you know. It's a skill. Oh, you had it, mate. You had it. You had it. He got, he got sure. booked earlier on and then the referee was scared to book him later on. Yeah. Kind of thing. But it was it was world-class, by the way. I'm so proud of you, Fodring. Honestly, unbelievable. Great saves. I'm just delighted the game's evolved and referees are on top of it and it gives teams You used to chance. tell me to do it. He used uh, to tell me to do it. Fozzy, uh, slow it down. Time waste. You're so course. good at it. Do it, do it. Yeah, but well, that's Birmingham days. When I'm against you at West Brom and there's 30 minutes of the game going every match, I'm like, come on. Oh, Kick the ball, give us a chance, mate. Got the quiz in a minute, everybody. Just want a quick Monday night prediction. It's Burnley versus Nottingham Forest. Um, Burnley still yet to get off the mark. Forest with a couple of decent results, actually. How do you see this one going? I'm going to go with a draw because I think Burnley are very surprisingly on zero points. I know they've played a game less than everyone because they missed that looting game. Yeah. But Forest are playing really well. Brilliant start to the season. Wouldn't be surprised if they won, but uh, I think Burnley have got to get something. Otherwise... Um, they're the, yeah, another manager's under pressure so yeah. uh, I'm going to go with a draw but I can see why people might go with it um, Forrest has really surprised me only got beat at Arsenal and Man United both games possibly could have taken something yeah. a big win at Chelsea and obviously beat Sheffield United at home I think it's a bigger game for Burnley we're not having a point yet but the way the form's gone, I would expect Forrest to win. But I think my prediction would be a draw the same. I think Burnley have got to go. They've got to get on the board somehow. So I think tonight's a big night for them. I'm going to go for a Burnley win on the telly. I think they're going to turn up. Company's going to get them popping. Burnley to get three points. He, he changes. He changes his mind like the weather, you know. 
That's win, lose or draw, he's got Forrest down to win. But this is ex- <laughs> but, but this is exactly how he was with the time wasting yeah. with West Brom. He don't know what he's doing. Hey, when he I'm picks a passionate the man. Ball. I go with my feelings, all right. In the yeah. moment, I stay in the moment. I go with my feelings right yeah. there and then, all right. Yeah, I've had a two-week gap between. You were that never going to play short to Craig Dawson while you can get the ball back. God, oh, no chance. Craig, kick it up there, or actually, you get up there and I'll kick it onto you. All right. Uh, quiz time. Let's go. Right, quiz time. Um, who won last week, by the way? Me. Did you? Always, yeah. Anyway, um, Jamie, you got your ten bad boys good to go? Yeah, ready to go. Uh, what? lose to him again, Ben. Uh, Make sure the ears are tuned in, though, Joe, yeah? Yeah, OK, but this week it is specifically England questions. We just Did you say specifically then, or specifically? Specifically. <laughs> Spell the word that you said. SP. Well done. P-A-C. Well, you'll win this. <laughs> he's going to win this, because he's played for England. Come on, he's probably roommated with most of them. Roommates. He's got roommates. all their phone numbers. <laughs> Jay. He's got he's got all their phone numbers. <laughs> anyway, forget he didn't get the Danny Mills, did you? So maybe yeah. not, Mark. You could be on. I was drunk at the time. So you yeah, you're an ex England goalkeeping coach as well. I'm yeah. speaking on this. Well, there's not many questions about goalies, I'm sure. And I'm Italian. You're definitely not. Say, there's one row Ukraine question as well. So come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's come on, come on. Which player has won the most FA Cups than any Ashley other player? Correct. What a start. What a start. That question didn't even move from your lips what before we had an answer. Start. He needs to do a quick quiz and he's answering like that. Mm. He's won it seven times, by the way. Paul Robinson, David James and what other goalkeeper? Tim Howard. Went to the 2006 World Cup. Robert Green. No. I know the answer to this. No. I know the answer to this. Can I... Can I? Can 2006, I, Ben Foster? It, no. No, Scott Carson. Scott Carson is the correct answer. Should have waited. I should no have waited. Point, I no should points. have waited. No points. No points. Question three. Who is the youngest English player in the England squad currently? Jude Bellingham. Bellingham. Jude Bellingham is correct. That was me. That was 2-0-0. 2-0-0. He's 20 years old. Say what? Question four. What was the first club Harry Kane went on loan to? Preston. Whilst being at Tottenham? Norwich. No, it's not Preston. It's not Norwich. Yes. MK Dons. No, it's Leicester. I know this. No, it's not Leicester Millwall. either. Nope, it's not Millwall. It is Leighton Orient. Oh, that's good. In 2011, he had 18 appearances and five goals. Oh, he sponsors them, didn't he? He sponsors a shirt. There we go. What with? Kane? I don't know, like his <laughs> foundation or something. Uh, beer now, beer now. Is it? German beer. You don't do it anymore then. Question five. Which nation did England lose to for them not to qualify for the Euros in 2008? Sweden. No. I can see his mouth moving. No, he's not. He's just telling it to hurry up. There's not. Nine, eight, um, I'm going to say six. Wally in the Brolly, Croatia. Four. It was Croatia. Croatia. Was it? Wally in the Brolly. No, he did not say that. I promise I you, he did not say that. I saw a mouth. He, he is not. He's, he's not. You the honest behind there. I promise you. I did, it's a Wally in the Brolly. Um, I I don't think I was involved in that. Going but it was, it was the rainy one where he had Steve McLaren at the Brolly. And uh, who won the goal? Scotty Carson. Yeah, Scotty Carson. Oh, he had a bad one as well. That three 0 Yeah, three 0 nil. So the game finished three two. Scott Carson was in goal and he made a mistake for the first goal. Steve McLaren was then sacked the next day. Mistake. Yeah, question six. Who was the shortest ever serving English manager? Allardyce. Correct. From July to September 2016. 3-1-0. I'm not cheating. Three. Your speed's gone up you know, and you've never been your same bolt. Because I need to... I need, <laughs> all right, come on, Jay, hurry up. <laughs> question How many seven. left, Jay? Uh, three. Oh, Jesus. 
Question seven. No, there's four if it's question seven. There's four left. If <laughs> um, career path. I have played for Sheffield United, Northampton on loan, Tottenham, Sheffield United on loan, QPR loan, Aston Villa loan, Manchester City. What? Sheffield United, Northampton loan. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. Yep. Correct. I hate international football. Yes, Fozzie. 4 1 you're, 0. You're flying, mate, today. You need to get every one of these. You're a nil, by the way. <laughs> you're so bad. You're the shittest I know, I've, 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 ever. Had a, I've had a quiet weekend this you're weekend. So so you're bad. a quiet quiz. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We might have to change it up. Jade, you want to come here next week? Oh, God. I don't think I'll be any better, to be honest. Uh, Kyle Walker scored his first. Uh, England goal versus Ukraine on Saturday, and it's the longest time anyone's done that. From yeah. their debut to scoring. Debut to scoring. Oh, yes, yeah. I like it, Jake. Like Good start. Five appearances. Good yeah. start. Question eight: Ukraine manager Sergi Rebrov. <laughs> I think I butchered <laughs> that. Yeah. I think um, has played for two Premier Spurs. League. Spurs. I said Spurs first. Can you name one? Spurs, Spurs. was one of them. Yeah. That's pathetic. Goldridge. See if it's not if it's Premier League, I win. This international shit. 4 2 nil. What's the other Yeah, but it's, I know it's international, but it's still players that you should Fulham. know. What, what was the other clubs? Uh, guy Rebroff. Uh, Tottenham and. Fulham. No. West Ham. Oh. I knew it'd be a London. Yeah. Oh. Spurs 2000. They spent a lot of money on it. It was about 11 mil back in the day, it was, you know. 60 appearances, 10 goals for Tottenham and That's West Ham. Yeah. 2004 to 2005, 27 appearances and one goal. Yeah. That's shit. It'd be worth 50 million, though. Question nine. Who did England beat to win their first penalty shootout at the World Cup? Colombia. Correct. It was in the Russia 2018 World Cup. What's the score? 4 3. I hope I get one. I hope I get one. Just jump in. I hope I get one. Jump in the pool with the piranhas and I'll take my time. Just go quick. Just want one to get it. 10. 10? Oh, come on, get this and just. Oh, no, I'm best. Ben wins if you get it right. I know, yeah. Which team knocked England out of the 2022 Qatar World Cup? France. Correct. Yes! <laughs> Utah! I've never played in Utah. He said Qatar, the Qatar World Cup. Uh, that's what three days. <laughs> they never played there, mate. Come on. <laughs> you owe us 100 quid each, by the way. That's a, that's a whitewash. He got zero. Twice. Thank you. He got zero last time as well. You Thank behave you yourself today. Only wins on international breaks. The I South needed that. I needed that. Yeah. I'm gonna put, I've got a golf day today, everybody, and I'm going to win it. I know it because I'm, I'm buoyant now, all right? I'm buoyant. Yeah. Um, Are you playing in your Chelsea shirt? Uh, no, I've got a, no, I don't worry, my outfit will be impeccable, I promise you. Pro-Am, Wednesday, video. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, we, I, I, played in, uh, I played in the BMW PGA Championship on Wednesday at Wentworth. Pro-Am, I played with Tyrrell Hatton, uh, Theo Walcott, Gaz Beadle. We only went and won the thing, didn't we? On the Golfing GK, this week, it's dropping. I made a vlog of the whole thing, it is absolutely banging. I played some unbelievable shots and some horrible stinkers at the same time but I had a lovely day and Till Hatton nearly won as well by the way he came second um, Ryan Fox got a birdie on the other team don't worry about it I'll see you all soon that's football filling see you guys